Hello and welcome to Persistent and Nasty Podcast. This is our Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2019 series. Throughout this series, we will be talking to women of the fringe, from producers to directors, writers and performers. We hope you enjoy all of the podcasts and get along to see as much of it as you can. This podcast was recorded at Assembly Club Bar with thanks to Sharon Burgess, Danny Ray, Connell, Chris and all of the staff at the club bar. As we are recording out and about, you may hear some background noise. Hopefully it won't affect too much, but it might just give you the vibe and atmosphere of the festival. So sit back, relax and enjoy some persistent and nasty women. introduce yourselves and tell everyone who's listening who you are who we are I'm gonna have to not copy your accent because I get (laughs) no I get who you are I love it (laughs) everyone's like she's so racist (laughs) no no No, I get caught doing that all the time as well so we are the new Victorians we're a multi-sister duo I'm Tam Philippa I'm Bettina and we kind of have started in the music scene back home around like six years ago we released a debut album and music videos and did like the concert festival thing and then just got curious with how we could possibly bring our kind of contemporary electronic sound into the theatre like storytelling through contemporary music. Yes. So that's us. First time bringing original stuff to the fringe. The first all-female so, cast to be here. From Malta. Oh, from Malta. Oh, good. Um, but no, it's been really like exciting and we came actually with two shows. So the Pleasants, we had done an audition for the Charlie Hartle Fund back in February or March in London mm-hmm. and, and they kind of said like oh we think you could get your show here without our help just do it like we'll get you a spot and we're like oh my goodness and then we found out there was a kids program as well at the Pleasance and they were like oh you should do a double bill get your kids show and your <laughs> yeah. female show so now so we have a show crazy. called Mara at 2pm at the Kingdom every day and then a kids show called Raven Behave at 11am half the days yeah. and that's all about making like music technology available and accessible to kids just because there's too few women in like tech and in music sound engineering and everything so we're like how can we tell a story that's kind of fun and light but is introducing kids to technology that way so that's us it's amazing Okay. <laughs> if you need to slow us down, no, go ahead. No, not at all. I am. Our accents have get, they get a bit thick or in the way, let us know. No, perfect. Yeah, so you're doing two shows, and is this two your first shows. time at the Edinburgh Fringe as well? It's my first time. Welcome. Oh, Welcome. Yeah, I've been here before, but I performed with the RCS, I was a student there. Ah. So this is the first time with our own work, so it's a very different experience. Mm. That's amazing. <laughs> so did you do the BA course at the RCS? The MA. The MA, So amazing. I was here two years ago with Into the Woods and with a new musical. Um, but I mean, just so different, so much fun when you have no responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, talk you like, you like tickets are selling themselves. I am just having fun. Now I'm like, what are the ticket sales? Where what's our flyering? So you're literally so, yourself producing. Yeah. Have you directed it yourself? Yeah, so oh directed, God. composed, funded. Oh my lordy. Yeah. But I mean, we have a great team as yeah. well. So when we got the offer from the Pleasants, we 
already had a commission in Malta for a show in June. So we had originally like put a pause on Fringe. We're like, Fringe will be here every year. We can come back when like we don't have something crazy on in June. And then when we got this offer for like a double bill and a good spot, we're just like, maybe it's too good to pass along. So we kind of brought all the team together and we're like, look, we want to do this, but we need to do it all together. Like there's no way we can head this on our own. So we have a cast now of like seven other women and then a stage manager who helps out. And together we're like, okay, we all need to raise the money. We all need to have our own duties. So it's kind of in these past six months of like, trying to delegate and split the jobs and but really it's been a team effort and the team have been amazing so I mean I we're literally living with with them we're like 10 girls in an apartment and we somehow haven't killed each other <laughs> we have like family meetings where we discuss frustrations yes. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things in the arts, isn't it? People say, oh, you're working with women. Really? No, it's really not. That? And it's not at all. We've actually had a great chemistry. We have a Dude. laugh. We go, we have like, yes, they had like family Sunday the roast. Yes, we went out <laughs> for a halfway like oh, Sunday halfway roast. celebration. <laughs> no, it's actually been really smooth in that Amazing. sense. It's obviously like exhausting, but... But I think good. even for us, we were like, we wanted to make a female-led show and... We are just like, will this work? Originally when we started out and we just found it was like much easier than expected. I mean, we have a good chemistry and we didn't really know each other before, but now we're almost like sisters and it was just... Yeah. Even we had like a team of videographers who came up with us and are joining us for the end again. Oh, and there's two women and they were like, we're going to go back and tell our production team that like it is possible to do things with women and not fight because all their previous yeah. experiences weren't great. And they always yeah. blamed it on being like too many women in one yeah. project. And they were just like, but your team kind of, you balance each other. And they're like, we're going to go back and tell them this is possible. So that was really encouraging. <laughs> yeah. to that is honest. amazing. I mean, we're doing this kind of as a joke. They they just wanted it to be like have some good funny content. So they're like, let's have a secret a confessional, a confessional <laughs> booth. We're like, you tell us what's frustrating about each other. And we're like, oh no, we're not we're not really pissing each other off yet. <laughs> I can invent something, but <laughs> I know, and even that's like interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah. just invent, well, let's just invent something, see what comes out. I'm just like she snores when well, it's over it <laughs> now. <laughs> so we fight it out, and then yeah. the cast are just like they take a step back and let us fight it. Out. <laughs> they don't place bets on who's going to win each fight. Well, no, usually they know already. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is the older yeah. sister? I am Bertina, uh, that's me. I'm the older yeah, one. So I'm younger. three years older, so I'm 26. And, well, you're 24 now, right? So. Oh, amazing. And are there other brothers and sisters, or is it just you two? I have an older brother who's oh, just had a kid, yeah. and, and we're aunts now. We're fresh funties. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> the fun aunties. But then in the cast, yeah. no, no one else no, is related. So Yeah, amazing. So how did you find the other women? How did you like come oh, together as a full ensemble? Yeah, well, so uh, to be honest, just back home, everyone knows everyone. So I was I kind of put some feelers out to like, my mentors and other oh, directors. So originally, the backstory is I was doing a degree in audio production and had to have this final project as part of my MA and I was like do I just do a straight album do I just do a concept EP and my lecturers really like try find something niche try find something that's really you so I remember speaking to Phil and being like what if we brought like your love for theatre and my love for like sound design and music making and try to do storytelling in a theatrical way with this kind of music and sound design driving the story and we're like, oh, let's try, cool. So it kind of started off as my MA project and we did a run in 2016 with like, we brought our mom in, we brought a lot of random <laughs> women in the room and we're like, let's try and make something. And it was really well received and 
like we got funding back home and it was really encouraging and then when Phil was here in Scotland she got in touch like with the NTS and there were workshops and things and eventually they saw our trailer for this experiment and were like do you want to bring it up to the NTS exchange festival which is for people 25 and under so then we put out another call and said let's create something specifically with like younger women and I mean women our age but that everyone is under 25 and we're just going to make something together so then yeah so then I just started desperately looking yeah. for like women below 25 in Malta who would have like who would be interested in, just yeah, because the pool is quite small in Malta and not very many people are like fully like full-time trained actors or have mm -hmm. that opportunity at all so kind of just getting feelers out like asking friends and then just got around like 20 girls in for a workshop just to play around and said kind of we'll, we'll narrow it down on the basis of kind of chemistry and stuff like that and in these eight women, we kind of didn't know. I mean, I knew everyone from around, but not very well. And then just had fun with it. We like, we just meet every Saturday and kind of play with a theme. Bettina would show us some music she has. We'd do research, we'd like read up about, let's say, we'd say this week it's all about female writers. So I would present like Virginia Woolf and someone would present someone else and we'd kind of just go learning, through. Really, just learning, Just like learning enjoying. about like the women who came before us, what did they do, what, they, what stays with us, were, whatever. Yeah. And then we'd be like, okay, kind of musically, Bettina feels this, kind of physically, how could we represent that? And really just, it was quite a free time, which was really nice. It was like no pressure of, I mean, we had this NTS thing, but it was kind of like fun. It wasn't really like, let's make this thing tour or take it to the fringe or anything. <laughs> and then I had loads of fun. In Malta, it was like crazily well received. Like we sold out tickets without really trying much. And we were like, oh, that's it. Because it was just like the first all-female thing, the yeah. first like... Yeah, I don't, there aren't many theatre companies back home as well with like younger people. And at the time, I mean, even now, but most of them are still at uni, like doing mm -hmm. other things or like juggling a job. And then we would rehearse from like 6 p.m. till like 11 p.m. So that's kind of how yeah. this was created. And I think because it meant so much to us and there was all that like, I think everyone like had a bit of personal sacrifice, you know, to like make it. Then it kind of became something really special for us. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like that's so obvious on stage. And I saw yeah. Mara last week and mm -hmm. I'm still ranting and raving Thank about it. You. I send that's everyone, sweet. I'm like, you that's need to see Mara. Because it is. You can so clearly see the bond between all of you women Amazing. on stage. Oh, and you can you. see how tight everyone is and the choreography and everything. It just so feels so playful. And there was a part there was a part that I was watching. Um, I don't want to put out any spoilers, <laughs> but when like it's like really angry and really messy and really yeah. ugly, and it's there's all these women just playing and just letting out this rage, yeah. and it is amazing to watch these amazing. women just having that space and freedom yeah. to not not feel like they need to be doing yeah, something yeah. or putting on an act or putting on a face yeah. and they are just totally I loved it honestly oh, I just, you. It, so that much. moment it in particular I was like goosebumps Amazing. like that is just so special to see super thank you yeah I, I think kind of the the feeling of as in like I would lead the room but it's very much like what we all feel kind of what yeah. stays with you what's something we all feel is like untapped or kind of and then I would kind of guide it from the outside but it's very much what they are feeling so we kind of work with viewpoints a lot I'm not sure if you're aware and like know it much but it's really just kind of like we kind of let the impulses do their thing and then eventually we kind of Shame get down to the kind of editing mm -hmm. and like polishing but 
But in the beginning, it's very much like you could see what they feel like they naturally want to do. And we're like, there's power in that. Just like eight women feeling, like feeding off each other's kind of energy. And so huh, I, I feel like they they feel the ownership as well, which is beautiful. It's not just like, even like if we had to recast, um, uh, one of our cast members couldn't make it, unfortunately. It's really like a part of them almost is being left there because they, let's say, had the idea for like the, the scene and kind of they would have fed into how it got shaped. So it's, it's, it's sweet. It's like very nice to see the ownership and it feels like everyone's baby, which, yeah. is, which is a nice... Yeah. Thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's amazing. It is nice. And so when you came over for exchange, yeah. did you have the basis or had, had you like done like the basis work for the play by then or did it kind of like develop more when you were over here? Uh, no, so we kind of prepared. We had a, like a mentor who came down to Malta a few times oh, in the process, yeah. but then we just came up to Inverness because the festival happened to be there just to present it and we gave workshops and we went to workshops. So that was last summer. It was kind yeah. of just, we presented it as it was. And then from that, someone was like, this is really good. You should apply for the vault and festival. Yeah. And then we're just like, oh, okay, we'll see. And <laughs> then they were like, yes, guy, come over to London. And we're like, oh, so let's fix it and let's get funding. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it kind of just kept like the ball yeah, kept rolling. rolling. And then when we were in London, there were the Charlie Hartle auditions to get funding for the Pleasants. And happened to be in the same week we we're there for the vote and we're like okay maybe this means it's something <laughs> Let's I go. absolutely think stuff does just fall when it's supposed it's to crazy. happen it really does because otherwise like we would have never brought 10 people from Malta to London just for a 10 minute audition you yeah, know but we yeah. were just it was our only day off and they were like could you audition on this day and we're like oh, we can and we're here <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's crazy that is so beautifully fatal yeah, that's how crazy. amazing is that oh that's so really? good so then, I, I mean, I do think it, the whole piece is so unusual in this, the sense that it is almost like gig theatre. Yeah. yeah. Because you've got that, like, live music um, while the performers are happening. But at the same time, it doesn't feel... Although you've got this amazing soundscape, it doesn't overwhelm and the performance doesn't overshadow either. So it's such a good balance. Thank you. It's really lovely. And I feel like that is... That has come from the working it through your sure. rehearsals. I think we've been very inspired by gig theatre in general, but we're always like, oh, but we just wish there was a bit more physicality, or yeah. oh, we just wish like maybe the visuals did a bit more of this and a bit more of that. Yeah. So like, I think yeah, we both have a background in like dance. Oh yeah, and like we did ballet forever. Like. <laughs> yeah, and even like music videos and stuff where kind of you you see like audio visual uh, kind of for me like the music and the the visual kind of go together straight away. I find it quite hard not to marry them actually. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I hear kind of let's say Bettina comes up with a really good hook, I'm like oh my god, I really kind of saw the scene. And I feel like we felt that was a bit untapped in other kind of gig theatre stuff that had really inspired us, but I'd always wish them to have like, I don't know, the dance break where like we really enjoyed kind of the drop or something. So for us it was like, how can we make those bleed a bit more? Yeah. It's kind of what interests us really, I mean. And then also just to have stories or something an audience can latch on to and be curious to then like research further. So like we do tell a lot of stories and we hear a lot of voices, but we're aware like we don't go into this deep kind of character mm -hmm. arch or and it's more just like to spark a curiosity in people mm -hmm. that like oh these women existed I want to know more about them and I think that was our goal in the beginning especially yeah. 
And originally because we kind of did it with a Maltese audience in mind, like even certain characters which potentially in the UK, like people know more of, but like Malta was a British colony, like in the time of the suffragettes and in the time mm-hmm. of World War One and World War Two, but like no Maltese person, like it's not really general knowledge, like people don't know when women got the vote, people don't know what women kind of went through to be where we are today just because as a colony even men didn't have a vote at that same time back in Malta so like the things like women were fighting for like it's always almost like 20 years later in Malta just because of the history so (laughs) it was just really interesting to bring these stories to the forefront to be like just almost did you know this was a story did you know this was a thing and many Maltese people didn't so almost here it's like it's a bit different because I think like certain characters like even the suffragettes and stuff are more like I feel like more British people would know about them we recognise it yeah yeah. but I feel like what was lovely about your stories was the fact that you were telling these women's stories but you weren't like writing out the men the mm-hmm. men were very much a big part of your stories as well and they're mm-hmm. at like being allies or being like the the front runners in the fight as well yeah, and was... I thought that was so important so we've watched like a lot of feminist stuff as well and I think it annoys us but it's always like we didn't wish to be a feminist like male hating yeah, kind of absolutely. work like you, there's no need to celebrate women by hating on men like Obviously, like, men did things that weren't great in the past and still do, but, like, it's not really about that, you know? It's more about recognising the good that's already been done by so many women, the fight that's already been fought, and, like, celebrating that and bringing that to the forefront without slamming men unnecessarily. It's about just bringing a bit more equality, isn't it? It really is, like, feminism's the word, but it's equalism, isn't it? It's just about kind of, like... Balancing the scales. exactly. And And even, like, when we... I mean, something simple like the force-feeding of the suffragettes, but, like, women would force-feed women. So, like, you can't say that every woman was a saint kind of thing. Yeah, that was really really interesting. I mean, we're reading, I mean, like, wardresses would force-feed them. We're like, that's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just really... Like, trying to see these stories objectively again... And not as like they are the saints and they are the evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really like this is just interesting to reconsider and like bring to light and celebrate, really. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, you, so you've done this in Malta. Yeah. What was the theatre scene like in Malta that you were kind of trying to break into? Yeah, so Malta kind of, it's either a very kind of commercial, since like pantos or kind of very much like Musicals, family, yeah. musical, yeah. commercial stuff. Or, yeah, not much, like, experimental or stuff which is kind of timely. Like, in Malta, we have a tendency of kind of getting the rights to stuff quite late. So, it's through, like, work which was here, like, super groundbreaking comes to Malta 10 years later, and that's kind of past its time already. I think there is experimental stuff, but it's not something, like, a general audience can connect with. So, like, I think you have, like, the two sides of the Yeah, or it's, like, very American or very British, but kind of it's not really stuff that we as an island are going through let's say so for us it was kind of fun to to kind of tell it in a a Maltese way not not that like it is told in our language or they're not even all Maltese stories it's just kind of this is how we would interpret these stories as kind of 22 year olds in Malta so I think I think think people knew us as a music duo and so for us it was like 
getting into the theater scene as well. We found people who came to our gigs would come to the theater yeah. and they would have never been to the theater. How amazing is that? And people who would awesome. go to theater would then be like, oh, I loved your music. We looked it up on Spotify and you'd be like, oh. Yeah. So I think we kind of, we did achieve that. Yeah, like the cross, of audiences, yeah, cross which pollination. No, it, it was really nice because you had you'd have these like guys who'd be like, I'd never ever step foot in a theater, but like, I like your music. So I said, why not? <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, I cried. And you're like, hello. It was great. It was really like moving actually. Yeah, but I think that's so, I think that's what's the most special thing about theater and music. Yeah. That it really, it can bring people together and sure. it brings people into spaces that they wouldn't necessarily be in or yeah. they wouldn't like necessarily think about these for stories. Sure. It's for such sure. a good way of addressing these big topics mm-hmm. in a really safe way that doesn't totally. feel threatening. And totally. it does a real driving force for us in a sense that like we'd often go to a gig and you'd be like, oh, they were great. We had a really fun time. But then you'd go to a theater piece and like it would deeply move you because the story would deeply move you. And but we'd be like, but I do the music differently. So for us, it was just <laughs> yeah. like a like a cause of taste, obviously. Yeah. But it was just a way of like bringing them together that people can enjoy our music like they would in a gig, but leave with a deeper experience of like a story or of going on a journey rather than just like you have a great voice kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. For us, that was really special, I think. Yeah. What a pair of superstars. (laughs) (laughs) What the bloody hell was I going to say now? (laughs) What the bloody hell? (laughs) What the bloody hell? (laughs) I love this accent. (laughs) Well, that's actually a really interesting one because everyone in your cast has, like, they do all these different accents. (laughs) And they're so good at them. I don't know. (laughs) Because I was flying by one of your girls and I was like, oh my God, your accent is so... Thick. (laughs) Maltese. And I was like... I was sure you were doing like a straight British. Oh, fuck. And I absolutely. No, I mean, to be honest, it's not a super active choice. It's more like people sometimes struggle to understand us here. So we kind of neutralize it. It's not really like, please speak Queen's English now. It's just like, (laughs) it's just like, it probably will be clearer understood. So maybe we should just (laughs) tone it down. Tone it down. It's it's nice. It's nice to hear like different accents and different. It is, it's good. Oh, it's funny we sing in a British accent, right? Yeah, I know We've had people tell us, like, when you sing, you're like these calm British accents, and then you speak, and you're like crazy Mediterranean. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we never realised. <laughs> but I feel like that's like us Scots. When we mm-hmm. sing, we sing an American accent. Oh, really? So if we sing in our Scottish accent, it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's just, <laughs> it's just bizarre sounding. Oh, so, like, you'd say dance if you were singing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we would say dance, but then, like, <laughs> it sounds very posh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's funny how you just, like, change just to oh, give other gosh. people's ears a wee so smoothing over. Then what no. I was going to say, I remembered now, <laughs> and it's, like, completely jumping now, was the lighting design. Oh. Who did your lighting? It's me. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. What? Like, how are you guys so multi-talented? It's just to be honest, like, we have a bit of a joke. I think Bettina's actually much more capable sonically and musically. <laughs> I'm just a bit of a like fraud at everything. <laughs> In the sense, like, I have a much more holistic vision, so I may not be like the best musically or like the best, I don't know, choreographically, but my eye kind of sees what they should all be. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather kind of like choreograph something with the lights in mind already. Yeah, it just so, all happens on the Yeah, so it's either kind of the dubstep like riot in my brain, like as clear as day there was gonna be like backlighting on the, the lights, beat yeah. and like 
I kind of feel like it, it supports the music in that sense. It kind of raises it to like concert yeah. value for a moment, and then kind of when it needs to be about the character, we'll strip the lighting. So for me, I they kind of bleed much more. We were lucky enough to back home have a great kind of operator and um, technician who kind of could achieve what was in my crazy brain. Because um. <laughs> I'd be like, I just feel like on the one we should have like, but <laughs> I, I don't actually have the language very like <laughs> or, like very nailed. So I'm like, if this is nonsense, just let me know. And he's like, no, no, we can't do it. Yeah, but like, then okay. we came here and we had like a three-hour tech or something, and it was just like. Like you want, like you do, oh, yes. like you think. Yeah, I'm no, no, not no. a spreadsheet person, but when it comes to like jeopardizing light cues or having a spreadsheet, I'm like, and now for my spreadsheet. <laughs> Here it goes, exactly. Masterpiece spreadsheet. I was literally like, number 101, same as number 55. Oh, we had number so 110. many light cues. I mean, the poor light yeah, was like. I'm not going to lie, I was thinking about that as I was watching it. I was like, I'm sure they'll have had like a 15 minute like chance on stage to sort literally, all of this. Literally, 110 light cues. And we literally I had, to do, like, we had to do like I had to do like thirty an hour or something. No, oh my god, you crazy! <laughs> but it is worth it because Thank I was you. sat there enjoying the music, enjoying the visuals, Thank watching you. the light. Like, oh, this is yeah, so. Yeah, I just good. feel like especially it's on a like gig theater esque. Yeah. It's a bit underwhelming when like it's they don't nice. work together. I, like for us, we're kind of used to gig style lighting that works with the sound so when you're kind of trying to have an epic something moment and it just looks drab I, I find yeah. it a bit sad yeah. well like you can feel the the desire in you to have that full punch and then you can tell if yeah. it's just missed the mark yeah but you can totally feel it in your bones yeah. can you and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that is so gutting no it's, it's a hard even kind now, of now i mean like there are so many other lights we wanted to rent out but obviously the, all these venues yeah, it's a hard balance like with a fringe style yeah. run because back home i had like a fully equipped theater with like all the side lights of my dreams <laughs> <laughs> And like blinders on every like kick. <laughs> and they were like, how many do we afford? Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> I was like, I had to have this really sad realization where I was like, we don't afford these lights I really want. <laughs> but we're going to have to hack it. And I think, I mean, like we're happy with what it's looking like now. But it's like, I think it's like priorities in a sense if it's a straight play yeah. that doesn't need it. But we kind of made it with them in mind in yeah. the beginning. So... And I always think that with like creating work, you have to envision it at its grandest scale. Yeah, you yes, need sure. to imagine it as if you've got unlimited budget and then yeah, you just kind then. of like slowly bring it back See down how and to make it, it viable. Yeah. Yeah, and that's true. when it gets really tight. Honestly, the fact that your light vision was even more majestic than oh, no, you managed much, to achieve. Oh, it was much more majestic, <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Oh, like, I wish you saw it back home. I, I think no, that we're going into sensory overdrive. No, I mean, sat there like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back home, I see it was kind of a light show and uh -huh. nobody needs to be on stage. Because <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean to be honest, the actors are like, you are crazy. Because I would like spend a century being like, can you just stay right there and we'll just keep timing something to the music forever? <laughs> Oh, no, it's worth it. It's that thank detail. You. And I think it really shines in your... Amazing. No, and you. I think we were a bit spoiled and we didn't yeah, notice. Yeah. Like, we booked a theatre that was of university and they had us out with a price home, and all yeah. that. And then we didn't know but they had just renovated they had bought a ton of new lights and this guy was just really excited to use them so yeah, yeah. we kind of it was came in like I was in, it was an excuse is, for him yeah. to play around with the 
Because then I came with all these crazy ideas. It's like, yes, let's find out what this concert So we thought does. this was normal. And then we go to other theaters, like even internationally, and like they don't have half as many lights. And we're like, oh no, we were spoiled. With <laughs> <laughs> a newly renovated theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's been a really good learning experience. Yeah. And what's the audience feedback been like here then? It's been great. It's very different. And I said, we've noticed a difference from Malta to London to Edinburgh, actually. Yeah. In Malta, obviously, there isn't this kind of work, to be honest. So it's like not groundbreaking but it's very like it's a breath of fresh air just because it's really not populated in a sense here I feel we're one of loads of feminist shows which is amazing it's really exciting just obviously kind of people are I'm more used to it. No, let's say in London we we feel like they would focus on on a certain thing and then here it's again much more about, I don't know, I think people are more moved than they would be, let's say in London it was much more about the music or, and then here people are moving, like, are coming out very emotional and like shaking my hand, which is really nice. (laughs) I was like, thank you so much. Like these like middle-aged women women being like, thank you so much for kind of recognizing our like struggle and it's it's so nice. (laughs) No, it's true. And then other women actually back home, very moving. Let's say one of the characters loses a sister and a father. And just coming and being like, thank you so much. I felt like I could grieve my husband for the first time. I've never, like, grieved before. And you're like, it was, oh, my God, we were all crying. (laughs) So the the reactions have been, like, very different. I think you have, like, young men telling us, like, thank you so much. We really enjoyed that. Or, like, we need more of this. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, obviously numbers at the fringe are what they are. So some days we have like a lot of people and we're like, yes, we've understood. And then the next day there's like no people in the theater. And you're like, no. It's a challenge. (laughs) I mean, that's where we're just laughing because we feel like there isn't a recipe or or, um, what's the word? Like a formula. We struggled to like map out. Like first we thought, okay, weekends are going to be great. And then like. We had a lot of saves on a random Tuesday and no one on a Sunday and we're like, oh no, what are we doing so wrong? So it's, yes, it's, it's very confusing to kind of map. Yeah. But there's literally, there is no kind of correlation no. with it. It's no, uh-huh. So, But then the people who do come have been super encouraging yeah. and it's been really, really humbling actually. Yes. Even to be honest, like there are so many thousands of shows that you could go to. The, the fact that people chose to come to ours and then come to speak really? to us after is so lovely. Yeah. So... It's very, like, we're super grateful as unknown Maltese. And I think we were, like, not so afraid, but we're warning the cast that, like, there might be three people in your audience and you just still need to give it. And just, like, some days it was the case and, like, they smashed it. And other days, like, there was a full audience and it was The standing ovation and we're all, like, super moved. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And what's the future? What's the future, the future for the Victorians and Mara? Yeah. And... I mean, to be honest, we're still, we're still, we feel like we're in this fork in the road. We've just been talking about it all morning. But we're kind of, we've been juggling and doing kind of all the roles for a while now, kind of composing, directing, performing, and producing. then self-producing. So we're kind of like, should we be, we're trying to get in touch with a few producers to see if kind of, like they can take that in a sense like we're having venues come and other festivals like should we be collaborating with someone who can at least like head that ship so we could focus on the work a bit more it's also back home I have a few commissions already lined up so it's kind of like how to kind of find a more sustainable way of doing this without killing ourselves and and having like a a, a kind of more long-term vision. vision. So we are interested in trying to take this on some kind of small scale tour, hopefully. Um, But if not, like even just getting in touch with a few venues and producers to start building relationships here for us, it's kind of very much the start of 
a kind of a UK scene and kind of trying to knock on all the doors. Um, So we're very much like trying to get advice from anyone who will give it to us. That's the best so way to do yeah. conversations yeah. with anyone. But I mean, in the meantime, we'll just keep like releasing music. We have our Spotify and like YouTube. It's been really nice, actually. People really asking for the music, and it's very encouraging to 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 see. So back home, we'll go and have a few gigs, and then we create a kids show in November yes. with like puppetry, promenade puppetry piece with live music. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, for for a kids festival and then after that we'll find them we'll see what happens <laughs> how exciting yes. and is there anything that you want to shout out to any like shows you've seen at the fringe that you think are particular oh, so many power shows oh, we loved nearly human at the kingdom as well also musicians so they're a nine piece music act amazing like brass and, and physical and love 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 it and um, we love the loss of the pelican daughters as well we'll drop on some and complicity great stuff to be honest there's loads of stuff i still need to get to because yeah, we've had two shows a day it's been like oh, we get to the three o'clock and I'm like I need to sleep. <laughs> Across, what did they love? They loved War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. There's a show about Malta. Um, oh yes, and by shit did uh, expat expats drunken something with the expats. <laughs> but basically, uh, like about the situation in Malta, we have Amazing. we have this woman included in Mara. Like you hear her voice, but we had a journalist who was murdered because mm-hmm. she was like unraveling stuff that like. I don't know, the government wasn't happy with, you might say, but on an international level as well, like she was spearheading as a, an investigative journalist and she was murdered and like just having her voice in that show speaking about freedom of speech and just like, I don't know, it's something that really moves us and motivates us to continue telling stories, yeah. especially like Maltese female yeah. stories. So to have these guys, do, they're doing a show about their experience in Malta, two yeah. British girls, I like, think yeah. yeah. So like... Oh, and then yeah. obviously um, Electrolyte and Brian Cummings yeah. from the Phoenix Bitch. Classic, cool. amazing. But actually, Electrolyte were really inspired us last year. This was the last show we watched last year when we just came up as like tourists. <laughs> and we were like, ooh, this is great. Like our kind of music, storytelling, loved it. So kind of inspired us to try and make it happen. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And there's one question that we've been asking all of our guests. And it's um, about the name Persistent and Nasty. And so Mm -hmm. we're asking, what does Persistent and Nasty mean to you? When you hear those words, how does that make you feel? We know why it's named what it's named. Oh, tell us. So it's it's a kind of nod towards the nasty woman. And when uh, Donald Trump called Hillary Clinton a nasty woman and Persistent persistent is like and thus she persisted and it's about that kind of just keeping going on but what yeah when you hear it is there anything that kind of comes like with you like what what music would resonate out of you wow (laughs) i just think the word persistent is so like i mean we're just speaking about it today how like yesterday someone was speaking about how in rugby like they have this thing like where they go tick 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 and you're like waiting for the ball to come out of this clump of rugby players and when it does it's like boom and everyone needs to attack or defend and sometimes you're in just this waiting place of like the ball might come out any second now and you just need to be waiting and in the right place and doing what you're doing well until like the boom comes kind of thing and I just feel being persistent and consistent in what you do like faithfully doing something properly like it's not a fun thing because we want results immediately, but like yeah. being persistent is such a like a quality that we almost need to fight for and celebrate more. Yeah. So I think 
it's yeah. definitely something like we've been learning that like it's okay it's not going to happen instantly but you need to be persistent and consistent with the quality of what you do and the love with which you do it so like yeah cool. reach <laughs> back yes, <laughs> yes you no know, i mean to be honest we kind of have a joke about Maltese people but we call it like um small island inferiority complex but it's true <laughs> because back home kind of everything is quite a challenge in the art scene because it's, there's no infrastructure or like not much funding yet it's really improving but it's still quite a way away and so to be honest to get kind of anywhere you have to kind of just be brutally persistent and a bit annoying <laughs> and it's true send and so many emails it's true. and for us like so many people have been like you'll never manage to get like a 10 person company to the fringe it's way too expensive it's like ridiculous you're gonna like come in loads of debt and there were those moments where like oh we're just being crazy or like do we actually think we can manage and it's just been actually really even like humbling to, to notice that like when you are persistent and doing it from like a genuine place I think people really like help out come on board like respect that we've had so many companies back home unrelated to the theater scene in any way just kind of be inspired by the fact that like a bunch of like young girls are trying to do something and so we've had like supermarkets and shipping companies and shoe shops coming on board to help just because they're like we really want to see more people kind of investing in what they believe in and like going for it so it's really sweet to see how like when you are kind of persistent and like keep your head down as a team actually other people really get on board too and it's like it almost gives them like hope for what could be i guess so even though that's like it sounds much more glamorous we have many breakdowns <laughs> I'm much crying before this month but i feel like uh, it's 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 also quite beautiful because you kind of see the fruit of it, of like the persistence and then yeah, it like makes it worth it so and nasty anyway, like, nasty yeah. we are just nasty <laughs> great accent love it you're so welcome <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's yes. like reclaiming that word, isn't it? It's like destigmatizing that the word nasty and how mm-hmm. women are called bullies, they're called madams, they're called yeah. bossy yeah. and like all these I, yeah. I just repeat myself, I say bully, but I've lost track of my words. Yeah. But no, like they've got these too. like negative, like weaponized yeah, like yeah, yeah. language that that is absolutely gendered. And so yeah. we're basically saying we're going to take nasty back because actually being a nasty woman we can't always be liked we can't always yeah. be like pleasing everyone it's just not possible that you find yourself yeah. stretching a million and one directions and for <laughs> the loss of your own happiness so if that means we have to be nasty I think that's yeah, yeah. well worth the sacrifice yeah. of Mr. Trump saying you're a nasty woman alright wow. cheers you. Donald <laughs> nay bother nay bother him <laughs> So give us another rundown of when your show is, where it is, yeah. all the social media, Woo-hoo. all your different likes to Spotify yeah. music, blah blah blah. Go so we have Mara at two PM at the Kingdom Pleasance every day till the twenty sixth. And we can be found on Twitter as The New Vicks, on Instagram, The New Victorians, on Spotify, The New Victorians, um, Facebook, The New Victorians, YouTube. <laughs> uh, website, The New Victorians Music.com. Uh, and then we also have, if you're interested, a kids show 11 a.m. on weekends now coming up. So, and that's all about music tech. And it's kids. super interactive, super really interactive. fun family show. 
Crazy. It's my acting debut. I'm not an actor. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Check it's really fun. I was anything to like spread music production love. Yes. So, yeah. But that's it. That's when performance connects best, when you can really feel the person's passion. Well, it has been an absolute joy talking to you, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming here and sharing all these amazing stories. And stay nasty. Stay nasty. You too.